America. My name is Armie Osei Frimpong, and I come to you live about this time to talk about the news of the day. Now, I had a really I had a pretty good time uh, doing the chess and critical theory, critical race theory video. So I'm going to just do a chess and philosophy video in general because I thought of some more, uh, I think, important kind of ways to explain what I do in philosophy and what it's important and why philosophy is important in general. So that's going to be today's show. If you know a little bit of chess, it'll go down easier. If you don't know a little bit of chess, it'll still be funny because I'm pretty funny. And why don't I just keep start start going, right? So if I just give you, if I just say you, <laughs> excuse me, you person, here is a knight. You know how knights move. You know what knight. You know what a knight is. You know how they move, and so you know where this knight could go, right? A lot of people in the audience would say like, yeah, I, I know enough about chess. I know what a knight is. I I know where knights can go. Um. I know the facts about knights, the relevant properties of knights, and how they can move under the rules of the game. And then I say, like, okay, well, then you know what this knight is, you know where it can go. And I say, well, does anything change when I blow up the board and this is the case, right? Same night. <laughs> Haven't moved anything. I've just kind of blown up the board and giving you a little bit more perspective. Right? So now, take a look at the board for a second. You'll see that that knight is in a, uh, in a different position, right? It can't move the way you were taught knights can move. One, it can't move on the bottom because those two black pawns are there. And, you know, the business of moving anywhere else is a little bit dangerous because the queen could eat it just about in all the other places, and the places that the queen can't eat it, the rook, the white rook <laughs> can eat it. So there's one kind of safe place insofar as you lose the knight, but you take the rook if you move it, uh, you know, closer to the, uh, above the, uh, to the diagonal of the black pawn. So what you thought about where knights can move was a little bit abstract. It was a little bit formal, and it wasn't actually uh, adequate to the properties of that knight. In order to know uh, like where that knight can move as a knight, you needed <coughs> excuse me, you needed a more robust picture of the game at play. And so I'm going to do that, and I'm going to explain why all of this is really important and how we assign properties, because it turns out that the properties we have aren't just about us in isolation. They're about our relationships and the content of the object of our relationships. And getting your mind around that in a serious way is very important for your life and to try to rescue meaning for it. And I'll explain for your life. So I'll explain all of that uh, after the opening. To the beach,
right, so once again, because I know it takes a little bit of while for people to, to come in to the live show. You can say that you know how knights move in, in the abstract. Let me get you that picture of the knight. There you go. You could say that you know, if I show you this, if I show my, you know, my six-year-old how this moves or the eight-year-old how to move, she'll be able to show me in the abstract how it moves, right? But that's not exactly how this knight can move because how this knight can move is going to be constrained by its context. Right? How this knight can move is going to be constrained by its context. So the way this knight moves um, is like, you know, colorblind policy. I can go anywhere. I can go anywhere I want uh, as long as I do it in like a Y formation or an L, depending on how you learned. Um, uh, I can go to the top left, top right square if I want. I can go to the other square if I want. And the world is my oyster. I can go anywhere I want. And then you realize that it turns out being a black knight isn't the fairy tale that you told you were told. It turns out that this is the board you're looking at. And you're like, well, <coughs> it seems your options are are, are 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 markedly constrained. But you haven't changed. You're still a black knight. Right? So uh, what has changed? Well, it turns out that your properties are not merely a matter of you. They are a matter of the relationships you are in with other people, including that white queen and the white rook, and even the black pawns who are taking up your spots because you can't really even retreat because, <coughs> you know, those black pawns are there. So, um, yeah, your relationship to the, even this white pawn is, is compromised because if you move there, then, you know, the white pawn will kill you. So um, it turns out that the properties you have as a knight, the properties you have as a knight are actually not just a matter of something internal to you. They're also tied to your external relationships. This is why, <laughs> this is why it's also important that money, to understand money, you need to, money only makes sense in terms of other money. Like, you can't talk about what $10 or $100 or a million dollars is in a vacuum um, because it's not, it only makes sense in terms of other money. And what it can buy is going to be in terms of money. A million dollars in Los Angeles in terms of real estate is markedly different than a million dollars in Georgia. Like, it's just a uh, half million, even $400,000 to buy a house in Los Angeles. Um, you're not going to get a lot of house in that but that's because it's in relationship to other money. And in relationship, it's not, right? So you can say, <laughs> well, I'm the master of my destiny. I control who I am. I control all of my properties. Well, if that were true, if that were true, hold on, let me get the diagrams right. If you are the master of your destiny, you control all of your properties, there would be no real difference between this position you're in. All right, so you're a knight in this position. Doesn't look good. Um, you can say, well, I have my properties as the knight. Whatever white is in, that's what they do. All right? That's not about me. It's just what they do. Then you're saying that there's no real difference between that knight and 
this night. <laughs> All right? So what does it mean to say that there's no real difference between this night and this night? The truth is there is a difference. There is a difference. This night has a lot more viable options than this night. The thing is, what you need to understand is there wasn't any change in the properties of the night. There wasn't even <laughs> any change in the properties of the black team. So what the night could do was determined by the content of the object of its relationship. And so far as our queen was a queen, the night was hugely circumscribed. But insofar as the queen is a pawn, the knight isn't circumscribed, right? So the content of the player in that square, whether it's talking about a queen <coughs> or you're talking about a pawn, markedly changes the properties of the knight. So I've changed the properties of the knight without actually, um, you know, uh, you know, changing the internal capacities of the knight. I've changed it by changing its relationships, right? And that's what you need to take seriously. Your properties are, de are determined to a certain extent by your relationships. For example, like I said before, Mackenzie Scott as a person in a vacuum doesn't really mean much to me if I'm sitting in a room with her. Mackenzie Scott, Jeff Bezos's ex-wife, the billionaire because of the divorce, completely different scenario. She can cough and give me a million dollars and allow me to do this whole thing like with a marketing budget, right? <laughs> so the content of her ex-husband's bank account changes, can change me, changes what this means to be at a dinner with Mackenzie Scott, right? So if you don't understand how the content of the objects of your relations um, change like your own properties, you don't understand why this night is changed by the difference between the queen in that spot and the pawn in that spot. Because you're just looking at the knight. Because you're just like, well, I just got to look at me. Can't worry about anybody else. And if you're just looking at the knight, you don't actually understand how the game is worked. And you just have an abstract understanding of the knight. <laughs> if like you're focused here, you don't actually know all of the properties of the night. So where do we get this confused? Excuse me, I, I got a cough. It's, it's it's going on. It's on the. It's going down. You got to give me a few more days. All right. So um, I get the allergies and all that stuff this time of year. So where do we get this notion that uh, these entities are self-subsisting and and they don't you you can't you don't need to talk about their relationships in order to understand what they are? I I mean. I mean, it's bad metaphysics, but it's also, a lot of it's the work of philosophy to actually peel back 
um, these kinds of biases that we've inherited. And there are liberal biases. Liberal biases will tell you that, like, well, you know, you get what you work for and you get what you earn. And um, liberal biases will tell you that, like, well, everyone gets what they, you get the job you need and you get the income you need. <coughs> or you get what you deserve without actually um, talking about, like, inheritance. Without actually talking about marrying into money, without actually marrying, talking about marrying into someone else's inheritance, without actually talking about like getting the hookup job, right? So if you have, I mean, and, and this is a hard to get to convey to my students, how much money is transferred through inheritance, and how much money, like you could, you could screw up all of your life for like thirty years and then marry well. And like, you could screw up all, <laughs> excuse me. You can screw up your life for 30 years and then marry not well. And then it turns out that that person you married not well has like the, the, the stone or slack or whatever, has like a grandparent who died. And now like you're wealthy or whatever, or I don't know. So like, we're not honest about the way money moves through relationships. And how the money that moves through relationships become a pro becomes a property of the people in relationships, not just a property of the individual. Because relationships confer properties. And if you don't think that relationships confer properties, then you don't really know the difference between this situation <coughs> and this situation. Right, you don't know the difference between you know you're you're a black guy working uh, ten dollars an hour at a job, as I was for a very long time, but the white guy working ten dollars an hour for a job, you know, has a parent who's going to give them a down payment for the house, and you will never, as black man, you will never get a down payment uh, saving up ten dollars an hour, <coughs> but. While you're renting, the other guy's going to be building equity in a house because, you know, their parents bought the down payment for the house and kick in for expenses, right? Um, so you have to understand relationships if, you have to, uh, if you're going to understand the properties of anything. You think you, uh, liberalism will tell you that you can understand properties of individual objects without understanding their relationships to other objects. But you can't understand the properties of individual objects without understanding their relationships to other objects. Right? And so what you think of as how the night moves when I just show you this picture is abstract. Like that picture in your head about like where you go, uh, you know, in an L formation or in a Y formation, depending on how you talk. <coughs> or to the side, that's an abstract. No night actually moves that way. Every single actual night is a night in context. Is a night in context. So your abstract understanding of how nights move is just that, a fully, un a necessarily underdeveloped uh, conception of what a night is. Because all real nights 
are not just knights in the abstract that can move all of those different ways. There are always knights within a game that imposes constraints. So the cliches we tell back kids, well, you can do anything you want. You can do like, no, that's not like, that's not, that's an abstract understanding of what it means to do anything in America. Because honestly, the world's complicated. In order to do something in America, you, you it, like it helps if your parents have done it. <laughs> generational, not just generational wealth, generational knowledge is a thing. I got a guy working at my house right now. He's a, he's a carpenter. And uh, you know what his stepdad was? You know what his dad was? A carpenter. And you know what his stepdad was? A carpenter. And you know, I, I like that's that's not you don't. I mean, how do you say like that kind of generational knowledge is like matters. That kind of generational knowledge matters. And if you just ignore the fact that carpenters come from carpenters and dentists come from dentists, and apparently pharmacists come from pharmacists, you'll just <laughs> excuse me. You'll be confused about how everyone makes moves in this very complicated, sophisticated life. Because like some trades takes, like carpentry might not be, carpentry may not be one of them, but many trades take more than a generation to get the sensibilities to appreciate, to, to, to be, all right? Um, and just not in an obvious way, right? So, uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure that you understand that what you are in actuality isn't this abstract figure. What you are in actuality isn't this abstract figure. What you are in actuality is a figure in context. Now, your context is gonna change from time to time, <coughs> but you're always going to be in context. And if you don't understand your own properties as being tied to your context, then it's, you're going to have a hard time wrestling meaning for, for your life and having your life make sense in a lot of different ways. All right? And if you don't think that context matters, then you're saying that this knight is this knight, whether that queen is a queen or whether that queen is a pawn. But that's just an abstract and almost ignorant way to view this actual night, right? So this formalism, this formalism, this abstract formalism doesn't draw a distinction between this position and this position, saying a night, tonight, 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 no. But like an actual, a realist approach sees the difference, right? So, uh, and with that, I'll go back, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 since I have the pictures here, I'm gonna, uh, give the, the, the critical race uh, theory spiel again in this video. So, uh, so critical race theory, formal theory, just a theory that's I think unduly abstract, will tell you that this is the game, this is the game you're in. Black, you're not positioned particularly well, but um, it's beatable if you're playing a bad player I am a, I'm a better than average, but like not much better than average chess player. I can beat bad players as black. Um, bad, uh, but like if a good player or like an average player who's white will probably beat me. 
uh, if this is if this is the situation I'm just thrown into, I'm born into, I just sit down. But it's it's if someone gave me a, a someone said, look, I'll give you two thousand dollars if you win the game. You'll go. You'll walk into black. I'll give you two thousand dollars if you win the game. You give me a hundred and fifty dollars if you lose the game. I might take that bet. With this scenario, even as black, put my hundred and fifty against their two thousand. Now, what about now? If we blow it up a little bit, blow up the situation a little bit. Mind you, same. Same situation, just blown up. I have to add a, uh, I added a pawn here by mistake, but you know what I mean. We blow it up a little bit. M much the same situation. Now someone says, I'll give you $2,000 if you, if you beat me as black and you only have to pay 150 if you lose. I still don't take it because I'm not throwing away $150. The context has changed the game. Right, so the position, so my abstract knowledge, which wasn't robust like with, by having all of the relationships filled in, gave me a distorted notion of the state of the play. Right? I would have taken the bet had I not had the real state of play. But now that I have a blown up version of the game and I actually know and I see all of the pieces and all of the, the, the variables at issue, I know that even at, <coughs> 150 to $2,000, it would be a waste of my $150 to play this game. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. And so, um, if, like, and I wanna, let me just say that one more time. If someone gives you, a hundred and, if someone gives you, says, I'll give you $2,000 if you beat white, and you pay me $150 if you lose. To this game, depending on who the other player is, I might take it. That's America. You know, it's not exactly fair. Position's not great, but you know, I'll bet on myself. Right? But that's only because you don't know where all of the other players are. You're just seeing this snapshot. If they blow up the whole game, You'd know that you'd be foolish. You'd know that you'd be foolish and to even spend $150 trying to win this. And it's not because I changed any of the pieces you saw. It's just because I added all of the other pieces. Right? So this is why there's a big push against critical race theory, because critical race theory tells you the truth about all of the other pieces. that seem to not be relevant when they give you the snapshot. But it turns out that since relationships actually confer properties across relationships, then like it goes from a game that's just hard to win, but possibly market may be fair, to don't play this game. Don't spend your money. You need to renegotiate the terms of everything. Like this is not, don't play this game. This is a fool's game. Not, and then on, uh, on the last video I said about critical race theory, <coughs> I said you got to watch, uh, 
You got to watch this pawn because this pawn will say, look, man, I know it's not a great game, but I'll hook you up. I will hook you up. You get me to the other side of the board. I'm going to I'm going to become I'm going to become a queen. I'm going to like I'm going to wreck shop. I'll take care of I'll handle business. Uh, I'll get you in it. We're going to get that money. Trust. Believe that. Um, so that, that that's the, you got to watch this pawn. Um, uh, this pawn says, if, if I make it to the other side, we all make it to the other side. And so you should just sacrifice as many players as you have to make sure I can make it to the other side. Because once I make it to the other side, I get to decide to be any piece I want to. And so, like, I'm going to hook all of you guys up. So what happens when that other piece gets to the other side? Bam! <laughs> how did that happen? Why queen? How do, like, well, you know, I got to the other side, and like, I didn't want to. I worked hard to get to where I was gonna get to, and I don't want to assimilate with the losing team. And you know, it's just it's messy. If you guys would have hustled a little bit harder and and made it across the board, you 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 could have you could have done something for yourself. Um, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, so I said that's Obama. That's you know Kamala Harris when she was uh, running for uh, vice president when she was running for president at the time. Someone asked her about reparations, and she said, "You don't think I'm going to do something just for black people? Am I going to do something just for black people? No, 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 no. Now, mind you." Kamala Harris got her black card by going to an HBCU, a university for black people, right? And, you know, she was in a black sorority, a sorority for black people. So all of these institutions that credentialed her were for black people. And then the idea that now that she's, like, attained a, a, a place of public power, she's not supposed to do anything for black people especially in terms of like our justice claims because make no mistake don't get don't let people fool you into thinking that black people's problems are just black people's problems black people's problems are america's problems so far as america like made black people's problems <laughs> so this idea that American government gets to make black people's problems black people's problems as opposed to gets to shunt America's problem on to black people is is a is a is a problem. So yeah, so I expected like a lot of people expected um, Kamala Harris or Obama to do something for black people because well we have a justice claim and we needed someone in a position of power to actually like give voice and authority to our justice claim. But instead, they, we got talked into believing, well, if, if they, they told us if they make it, we all make it. And so we sacrificed whatever it took to make sure that they made it. And then what happened? Well, Obama's got his place with the Hamptons. He's got his Netflix deal. <laughs> we all get to tell a story about how he made it. And, and we are broke. And there's this notion, and this is like the black conservatives. Um, uh, they got this really bad. They got this idea that, well, okay, so my team might die, but I'm going to get to be the queen. My team might die. No, that's not how it works. That's never how, how like, like black success, like the game isn't about you being 
the last pawn, black pawn who's who's standing when your king is checkmated. Like that's not the game. If you think that's winning, if this person thinks, well, I got mine. Doesn't matter if my king is checkmated. No, you 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 you're still like you've lost, and there's nobody protecting you now. Like there's no you're not on a team. You're alienated and you're just a pawn in the wilderness. So, um, yeah, if you like anything I do, and you should, because this is actually, I think, pretty good. You should uh, go ahead and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars to a month to www.thefunkyacademic.com. Because I, I put in no small an, uh, amount of time and thought into trying to make this apprehensible for, you know, just regular people. Little chest diagrams. And and, uh, and I want to recap because there are some points I, I, put, uh, I put forth in the beginning of the video that I think are important to recap. <coughs> if I just put this picture in front of you and tell you that um, you know how knights move, then you think you really know how this knight can move and where it can go. It turns out that your knowledge of that knight was always um, very underdeveloped. And it turns out that the knight couldn't go where you thought it could go. Right? So you're just aware, your, your abstract awareness of how knights move was never actually concrete awareness of how that knight can move. So telling kids, telling people abstract notions of what people can do is not really helpful unless you know with some sort of concrete awareness of like what that actual, that particular kid can do, that particular person. So these cliches... These, cl these cliches are the equivalent of, of telling kids that they can move anywhere they want to. You can move anywhere in an L formation, just like everybody else. Anywhere in an L formation, you can move, you can move up here. <laughs> you can move to this spot over here. Hold on. You can move to this spot over here, but it turns out none of that was actually ever viable. And the people who uh, told you that were either ignorant or just didn't understand the real state of play of the game. Because if this is the game, those moves were never actually open to you um, for a variety of reasons. Or if they were, it was only temporary before you got, before you got eaten. Right, which changes, right? So they were never meaningfully there. It was always abstract. And you could say, like, well, I know how knights move. I just don't know. I didn't know how that particular knight moves. But all knights are particular. There is no abstract knight. And that's, <coughs> there, that's I think, an important intervention for you to understand. Like, there is no real abstract knight. All knights happen within a game, and within a game have constraints. Um, so you need to get better at playing knights in games. And if you don't know how to play knights in games, then you actually just your, your 
abstract knowledge of what knights can do in the abstract isn't really um, appropriate. Right? So you need kind of a living knowledge what knights do in games. Um, so thank you for your time. I will see you next week. Peace. Oh, yeah. And if you like what you do, you know what to do. If you appreciate the work I do every week and you think that I should continue to do it because I'm giving you the quality of political knowledge and insight that will help you not squander your life and kind of rescue meaning from it, then go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month, or make one enormous donations. I like the monthlies because it allows me to budget more, and that'll help me, you know, with a marketing budget or getting better equipment that works all the time. Because a lot of, in a lot of ways, freedom means having equipment that works every time you turn it on. <laughs> and I want to be a free Negro, so. Um, if you like what I do, go to funkyacademic.com and contribute. Thanks often comes in the form of cash. And the site takes credit cards. <laughs>